0: was 50, I bought myself a present. I bought myself a painting that a friend of mine did in the States. And it's called The Only Way Out Is Through. (laughs) Now, A, I love the painting. I love the fact it's got light, it's got dark, it's taking you through the frame. So you feel like you're on a journey. I think all the best paintings take you on a journey but I also love the title, The Only Way Out Is Through. And that's because it reminds me of a very famous verse in Psalm 23, which, if Harry could bring it up for me, I've got in the amplified version, because it, it, it's a verse that just has so much in it, I thought we needed it amplified. Even though I walk the sunless valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod to protect And your staff to guide, they comfort and console me. I've been thinking a lot about what it means to survive. You read a lot of um, memes if you're on Facebook or Twitter, saying, I'm a survivor! I'm a survivor! Which is okay, but I find that a bit negative. It kind of, to me, does not give the image of walking with God through difficulty. It gives the image of hanging on by your fingernails and maybe losing a few. I think a much better way to think about going through things is to think that we are thriving in them. And if that sounds a bit weird, when Jesus in Matthew 26 shared the Last Supper with his disciples, he was following the Passover meal that all Jews were celebrating that day. They, they share it in the evening because the day starts for the Jews in the evening. So instead of going morning to evening for a day, they go evening to the following evening. And after he'd finished the meal, he knew where he was going. It tells us in Matthew 26, then they sung a hymn and they went out to the Mount of Olives. Now fairly recently I was reading about that passage and it talks about the hymn, the psalm, that Jesus would have sung before he left to the Mount of Olives in the Garden of Gethsemane and the last line that Jesus would have sung is this is the day that the Lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in it that's the last thing Jesus sung before he went out to Gethsemane to be tortured to the cross To me, that's thriving, to be able to say, this is the day that the Lord has made, no matter what it brings. He lived out what he told us in John 10. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. He didn't say, I'm going to give you a rich and satisfying life when you've got perfect health, when you've got all the money you need. It's a rich and satisfying life today. So what lives? it's a rich and satisfying life because that's what Jesus tells us it is. And in Hebrews 12, if I can have that come up, Harry, please we are told, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the grace God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding the shame. Jesus knew that the only way out was through. The only way he was going to get to the joy, the only way he was going to fulfill his purpose on on this earth was through. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about how we run the race. How do we live out our lives in the good times and the bad times? Now, in the army, I'm told, they have something called the seven Ps. I'm going to give you the slightly boulderized version. (laughs) Tim's already laughing. Prior preparation and planning prevent pretty poor performance. I am going to give you the three Ps, three things that I feel we need as we go through this life if we are to experience the joy and the rich, satisfying life that Jesus calls us through. And they are purpose, persistence, and presence. So let's start with purpose. Hebrews tells us to strip off every weight. So many times in our lives, we are waiting for something before we do things. And Jesus is saying, no, do it now. Don't wait. In Philippians, Paul puts it slightly differently. He says, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race. You've got to take off the weight. You've got to take off the past. There is no future in saying, oh, well, I can't do this because of that. You've got to get rid of the sin that is holding you back. We are all held back by stuff that is not right in our lives. And mostly, we need to have a really clear idea of what our purpose is. And our purpose is not our calling. I know people struggle with calling. I have done a million quizzes on what my calling is. Every time Barry used to preach about calling, I would do another quiz. What's my calling? But your calling is not your purpose. And I read a really good analogy about this this week. We are all kitchen utensils. God has created us to make a meal together. We are all kitchen utensils. That is our purpose. But our calling is which utensil you are. So, are you a fork like Tracy? Are you a spatula like Angela, Andrea? Are you a spoon like Nikki? Your calling is the specific thing you have to do, but our purpose is the same. And our purpose is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our strength, and to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. It doesn't matter what else we are doing. If we are loving people, it doesn't matter if you are the best preacher or the best cook or the best dustbin man. If you don't love people, you're not fulfilling your purpose. We are called to serve people and we are called to serve them in love. And if we keep that in mind, we can't go wrong. In Hebrews 6, Jesus says, our great desire is that you will keep on loving others as long as life lasts. I suspect that it's our love that God will be interested in in the final days. And sometimes it's hard to keep loving people, and that's when we need persistence. That's when we need... The next one, please, Harry. That's when we need to run with endurance the race before us. One of my least favorite parts of the Bible is in James 1. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, you're enduring. Has a chance to grow, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Can't tell you how often, as a child, my mother quoted those verses about endurance and perseverance and patience. And I would stand there going, Yeah, I'm patient enough, mum. Obviously, I wasn't because I'm still learning. But this is it. We have to persist. We have to endure. We can't let things trip us up. Because we're going to miss out on the joy. And this is the faith that the world doesn't understand. This is the key to where people get tripped up. When somebody comes to you and says, I, d- I can't believe in a God that will kill children. I can't believe in a God that will cause earthquakes. I can't believe in a God that caused this relative of mine to die. I can't believe in a God that means I can't get a job and I'm starving. There are real problems in this world. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to give you the pat answer because I don't believe there is one. Because we know that God is good. And we know that people have died in an earthquake recently. We know that God is good and we know that there are children who are drinking dirty water in Africa. But what enables me to persist is knowing who God is. I believe that God is love. I believe that God is good. I believe that the word of the Lord is proven and it is a shield. And so when Awful things happen in the world. I look at them, I look first to who God is and then I look at what's happening. Because the reason the world doesn't understand is because they don't know who God is. If you know that God is love, then you can go to him on your knees and say, I don't understand God. I don't understand, but I trust you and I love you. And that is endurance. Knowing who God is. James carries on, for examples of patience in suffering, look to the prophets, we give great honor to those who endure under suffering. For instance, you know about Job, a man of great endurance, you can see how the Lord was kind to him at the end, for the Lord is full of tenderness and mercy. Job believed that God was full of tenderness and mercy when he was sitting on an ash heap scraping at his balls with a pot shard. I really pray I don't have to ever experience that. (laughs) But in times of my life that have been difficult, I have never lost my faith that God is good and I think that's what got me through. I know, as Psalm 23 says, that he is there to protect me and to guide me. And that keeps me going. Colossians 3 says, We pray that you will be strengthened with his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy. Do you know what? It's okay. My back's hurting a bit this morning. It's okay that I'm not leaping. But I feel joyful because I know that God can heal it. I know that God is with me even if he doesn't heal it this morning. I know that God is my strength and he will enable me to do everything I need to do. We all have difficult things in our lives. It's all right, I'm not going to invite everybody to shout them out. We all have difficult things in our lives, but we need to remember that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And the joy comes in knowing that he is with us in it and through it. And that the only way out is through. Just keep going. Keep persisting. Keep enduring. I um, used to see um, a lady who would volunteer in Bhutan. I don't know if anybody knows much about Bhutan, but it's a really isolated country, way up in the mountains, I think the Himalayas. And it's very hard to get to, physically. And it's also a very closed country to Christianity. And she used to take aid packages there. And she said to me, There's always a moment when I've been flying on a plane that feels like the propeller's made with a rubber band, and it's rickety, and there's air coming through the windows. And then I get out of the plane, and I get into a lorry, and the lorry is the sort of lorry that we would scrap in this country, and you're driving around the mountains, and you've got a sheer drop on one side and a sheer cliff on the other, and you know there's a village bus that might be coming the other way. She so there was always a time when I was tired, when I was stressed, when the fear started to get too much. And that was the point, she said, when I really understood the verses about God's strength being made perfect in weakness. And she said, what I used to do is I used to just say, Lord, I'm done. Take over. And he always did. She so said, I always had the strength to continue But he didn't give her the strength when she left the UK. He gave her the strength at the point where she needed it. We've been singing about God splitting the sea so we can walk right through it. Just before he parted the Red Sea, the Israelites were stuck between the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army. And they were moaning, because basically that's what they did. And they were crying out. And Moses said, do not be afraid. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. Sometimes, to get us through, we need to be still. We need to rest in the center of our being in God's green path. So keep going. We're not in the difficulty, but our souls are at rest. And we are allowing God to fight us. So we need to know what our purpose is, to serve people in love. We need to keep going, to persist. And I feel those two are only possible with the presence of God. We keep our eyes on Jesus. And we remind ourselves who he is. We've had a bit of a, to quote the Queen, Annas Heribis this year. We've had things go wrong. We've had expenses. We've had physical stuff going on. But sometimes you get an ar- Annas Heribis. Horrible year for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. But then sometimes you get an Annas Miraculous, a miraculous year. That's what I'm praying for next year. And whenever this happens, you start wrestling like Jacob did with God. Say, And it is human to sometimes at three in the morning be saying, why? It's okay, Lord, I trust you, I love you, you're God, but why? You know, again? Um, And there's a couple of things that I cling to when i'm wrestling with god and i've i've used this verse before but i want to repeat it as for god his way is perfect the word of the lord is proven he is a shield to all who trust in him then i remind myself that the lord is my shepherd i have all i need And then I say, in the words of Psalm 91, You are my God, and I trust in you. And the only reason that brings peace and stillness is because it reminds me of who God is. Psalm 114 says, Tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord at the presence of the god of jacob he turned the rock into a pool of water yes a spring of water flowed from a solid rock when i was preparing this i really felt strongly that those verses in particular are for somebody that you have a rock in your life not a solid rock, a Lord is my rock, but a rock that is an obstacle in your path. And that as you're trying to make your way through, there is this boulder in the middle of the path and you, are, you feel stuck. And what I felt God was saying is, remember, the power of my presence brings water from rock. Whatever it is, Whatever the obstacle is, I can bring living water out of it and it will be moved. I think sometimes we forget who God is. I don't mean we forget his names. We don't forget that the Lord is our shepherd, the Lord is our friend, the Lord is our saviour, the Lord is our provider. All these amazing names of God that that hold us up and make us feel comforted and loved. But sometimes I think we forget that our God is so holy. We can't look at him face to face. We forget that at his word, water will flow out of rock we forget that the Ark of the Covenant, which wasn't God, <laughs> but represented the presence of the God, of God, the Ark of the Covenant was so holy that when a man reached out to steady it, he was struck dead. Sometimes to get rid of the obstacle, you need to remember who we serve. We don't just serve the baby in the manger. We don't just serve Jesus the friend. We serve the Holy One. We serve the Lord of heaven's armies. And he will bring those armies to defend us and to keep us going when things are difficult. We need to sometimes remember that the earth trembles at the presence of the Lord. Paul says that he wants us to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. That is the power of God that keeps us going, keeps us enduring, keeps us walking. The same power that raised Christ from the dead, in the words of the song, lives in us, lives in me, lives in you. Don't sell yourself short. Remember the power that is in you. By his divine power, Peter says, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. We have everything we need. Jesus died on the cross once for all. He doesn't need to keep dying. It's here. It's in us. If you know and love God, it's here. It's in you. You don't need more. You just need to believe it's there. And sometimes we all lose faith. I am not standing here going, oh, yeah, I've got this sorted. But this is preaching to me to remind me that I need to access the power that raised Christ from the dead and it's the presence that gives us everything we need i saw a snoopy cartoon this week where charlie brown was sitting there going you only live once and snoopy said no you only die once you live every day and i loved that because this is the message of the cross We die once, but every day is a new day. Every day is the day that the Lord has made, and we have the chance to rejoice and be glad in it. We are given strength for today. Now, one day, that will be the day that we have, and we will then go to glory. But for today... This is my day, I have strength for the day. Tomorrow, this is my day, I have strength for the day. The day, Stay, this is my day, I have strength for the day. And if I'm still here in 20 years' time, this is my day, I have strength for the day. We do not need to be stuck on some hamster wheel of survival where we're going round and round and round and oh, another problem and another problem and another problem. We need to be resting in the green pastures of thriving because Jesus has promised us an abundant life, not a struggling life. Hebrews 6 says, Our great desire is that you will keep on loving others as long as life lasts in order to make certain what you hope for will come true. Then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent. Instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promises because of their faith and endurance. As I was preparing this, it's just the concept of the presence of God just became so much more real to me. I think when we sit in the pasture and go, I have all I need. God is comforting and providing for me. He is my shepherd. I have all I need. If we take time out of the struggle to really think about who God is, then that gives us the power to not be spiritually dull or indifferent. How can you be indifferent when the God who made everything wants to be with you? So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. The writer in Hebrews says, Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all he has promised. We can be comforted by the presence of God. We can be guided by the presence of God. We can persist with the presence of God. And we can live out our purpose in the presence of God. Can I have the band up, please? Jesus warns us in Matthew 24, "'Sin will be rampant everywhere, "'and the love of many will grow cold.'" But the one who endures to the end will be saved, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world, so that the nations will hear it, and then the end will come. Preaching about endurance can be a bit of a slog. I'm going to preach about endurance. I'm going to preach about endurance. But I wanted to finish with a specific song which I have asked the band to play and which I would like us all to raise our voices in because the point is the presence of the living God is with us and that's how we get through. The point is not that we are enduring like the world endures, I'm going to keep surviving. The point is we are thriving in a life where the joy of the Lord is our strength, where we can raise a hallelujah with everything inside of us. When when we raise a hallelujah we watch the darkness flee. When we can raise a hallelujah in the middle of whatever mystery, whatever difficult circumstance we are living in. And we can raise a hallelujah and say fear, you have lost your hold on me. Death is defeated. The king is alive. Amen.